manifestation yet, but it's coming. Yes. Praise God. God has spoken it, and every time God speaks it, it comes to pass. Now, the Bible reveals that man, you know, before we wore clothes, man was clothed with light and glory. But he sinned and fell short of the glory of God, the Bible says. See, but uh, man was originally created to be full of glory, to walk in the cloud of glory, praise God, to live in glory and to contain the glory of God, which is the supernatural. And that's how he had dominion. Let me read from Psalm 8, uh, verse 3. David, under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, and the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you would visit him? You made him a little lower, the Hebrew says, than Elohim, than God, and you crowned him with glory and with honor. See, after he made man in his image and likeness, for him, man to be like God, God is on the throne of glory. He's the God of glory. He crowned man with glory. Hallelujah. Crowned man with glory. Thou made him to have dominion over all of the works of your hands. Now the glory of God is the supernatural of God. And that glory gave man supernatural dominion. Now when God creates, he speaks into this glory and things are created. Hallelujah. Things happen. And if we will learn to live in the glory and walk in the glory, we can speak things. And Jesus said, have faith in God. And he said, if you do not doubt in your heart, but believe what you say will come to pass, you'll possess whatever you say. But that's with the power of God working together with you. Now, we know that the Bible reveals that Adam and Eve fell into sin. They listened to the devil. And they stole from God's tree. And Romans 5.12 says, By one man sin entered into this world and death. Death, misery, the curse, all the evil things. By sin. Not by the will of God, but by sin. And I quoted the scripture before. You know, it says death spread to every man for every man's sin. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, that glory that man originally was created to live in and walk in, he lost it. He lost that glory. But, you know, Jesus came to restore all of this back to us again. Now, Jesus came, and he was born here as a man to represent man, and he lived a perfect human life. And the Bible said they beheld his Glory, as one full of grace and truth. And when Jesus did his first miracle, it said he manifested forth his glory. When he did other miracles, it talks about the glory being manifest. When he raised Lazarus from the dead, he said, said I not unto you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God. So what was it that raised Lazarus from the dead? The glory of God. Uh, Romans 6, 4 says that Jesus was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. 
The glory is the supernatural of God himself. Hallelujah. And Jesus, as a man, was operating in that glory. He wasn't doing it as God. He was doing it as a man. He was operating in glory. And in that glory, praise God, is the voice of God. In that glory is all the gifts of the Spirit. Praise God, in that glory are manifestations of the kingdom of God. You know, Jesus said, pray to the Father, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And he finished that off saying, yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. See, that glory is connected with the kingdom and the power. Praise God. And the glory was originally in man and on man, and man lived in that glory. The supernatural emanated from that first man. Now, Jesus came to restore things back to us again, and uh, he went to the cross for us. And the Bible reveals that it says he himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Now, as he bore our sins, he became limited as a human being without the glory. We know he cried, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So he became limited as a man. And instead of being crowned with glory, which the father had crowned him with glory and honor, the Bible reveals, now he's crowned with a crown of thorns and, un, and in shame and nakedness. See, so... Because of our sins, he lost that glory and he took the curse. The Bible said, Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the broken law. Being made a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who's nailed to a tree. So he took your sin and he took your curse. Now let me read from Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but we see Jesus who was made a little lower for a little while than the angels for the suffering, the purpose of the suffering of death. Man had fallen lower than the angels because of sin. Jesus bore our sin. He did it to suffer death, to enter in to the realm of death. It says, he was crowned with glory and honor that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons to glory. See, he came to bring us back to glory. Hallelujah. In bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their, of their salvation perfect through suffering. He had to go through the complete human experience and uh, he had to go through the curse for us and through death for us. It says, for both he that sanctifies and they who are sanctified are all of one, all of one Father. For which cause he's not ashamed to call them brethren. He's not ashamed to call you brother or sister. He's the Lord of glory. Yes. Hallelujah. And he came to bring you into glory. Yes. He came to bring you into a place of restoration that man had not known since the fall of man saying, I will declare your name unto my brethren in the midst of the church. I will sing praise unto you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children which God has given me. 
Now, Paul quoted that from Isaiah 8.18 in the Old Testament. And the rest of that verse says, I and the children which God has given me are for signs and for wonders. Now, the thing that's going to cause the signs and the wonders is the glory. It really is the spirit of glory and of God. Praise God that can fill your being and saturate you. And uh, you can walk in the manifest glory. That glory began to manifest this morning as we uh, begin to worship God. And we're shouting his praises. It says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, we are the children. He, the Lord himself, also likewise partook of the same, so that entering into death, he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. The devil is the one that came to kill. He brought about death. The Bible said the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Jesus is the author of life, not death. God don't cause death. Sin caused death. By one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. But Jesus came to bring us back into our original condition. And that's with Adam lost two things mainly when he fell. He lost the uncreated life of God. Paul mentions that in Ephesians 4.18. People are alienated from the life of God and they have their understanding in darkness. The life of God, not the life God created when he created man, but the actual life that's in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That life was in Adam and Adam knew God by that life. The same way you know God by that life. Praise God if you're born again. If you're not born again, you can get born again today and receive the life of God in you, and you will know the Lord. You will know God. That's the uncreated life of God in a human being. Now, the second thing he lost, he lost the life of God. The second thing he lost was that crown of glory. He lost the glory of God. So he lost his supernatural powers and abilities, which the Bible now calls the powers of the age to come. He lost that. But Jesus came to restore it back to us again. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, but we have this treasure. Now, he, in, in the chapter before that and in this chapter, he's talking about the glory of God. And you can see that. He talks about the glory that passed away and the glory that excels because it remains forever and, and the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then he says, but we have this treasure in our earthen vessels that the excellency of power may originate with God and not with us. So we are the earthen vessels, but we are containers of the glory. Just think about that. Now you got, if you're born again and spirit-filled, you got the life of God in you and the glory of God in you. Praise God. Amen. And that glory can manifest in and through us. Hallelujah. And the supernatural can take place. Jesus said, Father, the glory you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one even as we are one. See, that's in that glory. In that glory, we are one. You notice when it started to manifest, it did Wednesday night too, uh, the glory manifested, and it just makes you one to worship him, to focus on him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So remember, the first thing Adam lost was the life of God. 
God said, if you eat of that tree, you'll surely die. Well, Adam still had his own spirit, soul, and body, so that didn't die. Well, how did he die? He lost the life of God. And Ephesians 2.1 says he became dead in trespasses and sins. Jesus, when he came, he said, I'm come that mankind might have Zoe. That's the life of God. And that they might have it more abundantly. That means they didn't have it. That means the people out there that are not born again, they do not have the life of God in them. They have natural created life, but not the uncreated life of God, which would enable them to know God. See, God gives you that when you repent and turn towards the Lord. Then he gives you that. So the Bible said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So when you repent and turn to the Lord now that he's paid for your sins, you get eternal life imparted into you. Born of the Spirit, the Spirit of God imparts eternal life into you. But then the second thing that people need, see, and some people only go halfway. But the second thing they need is to receive the Spirit of glory, which is the Holy Ghost. The Bible said you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And the gift of the Holy Spirit is a restoration of that glory and the potential to do the works of Jesus because of that glory. Jesus said in John 14, 12, Truly, truly, I say to you, the works that I have done shall you do also, and greater works than these shall you do because I go to the Father. He said, I'm going to send the Spirit of glory back to you. Everything he did, he did by the Holy Ghost when he was here as a man. And he sent this back to us. And everything Jesus did, he did as a man with that glory on him and working through him. He was crowned with glory. And you, again, are crowned with glory to have dominion. I want you to realize that. See, now, he made Adam a king. Jesus is the king of kings, the Bible says. Revelation 1.5 said he loved us and washed away our sins with his own blood. And he made us kings and priests unto God, his Father. So you, in the spirit, you are a king with dominion in this earth. You have authority and you have dominion because you are crowned with glory. You, you had a curse on you, which represented that crown of thorns that was on Christ. You had that on you. But he removed that because he took that and he put the crown of glory back on you again. Now you are a king. Now 1 John 3, 8 says, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Everyone say manifested. The Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. That, you, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, in Matthew 25, it speaks of Jesus coming in his glory and said he will come with great power. The Bible said he will be seated on a throne of glory. I mean, so much of this is about the glory of God. The Bible said this earth is about to be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. I mean, this glory is going to hit this earth. In great power, the latter reign of the Spirit. 
The latter glory will be greater than the former glory of the early church. Praise God. There, there is coming a glory upon the children of God such as this world has never seen. Let me read from Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 14. <clears throat> For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you've not yet you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs, equal heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. This is something we're in union with Jesus. Hallelujah. I mean, it's him and us. He's the head, we're the body. Whatever the head gets, the body gets. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature creation waits for the manifestations of the sons of God. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Remember when Jesus did his miracles, he manifested that glory that was in him. That's what the Bible said. He manifested forth his glory. So uh, <coughs> they beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father. But now he's the firstborn among many brethren. Now we're brought into the same condition Jesus was in. Now he's always going to be the only one that's divine. You're not divine. But yet we're, the, we're partakers, the Bible said, of his divine nature. We're grafted into the vine as a branch is grafted in, into a vine. We're grafted into Jesus who's called the true vine. Whatever the vine gets, the branches get. We draw it from him. Hallelujah. And that glory is, that glory is on the inside of us. They beheld his glory. They saw the miracles of God at work in him. Remember again, he said uh, when he raised Lazarus, he said, you'll see the glory of God. See, when John goes about healing people, it's the glory of God doing that. It's not him but we're vessels. We can be vessels of the glory. Hallelujah. We can be, you are a vessel of the glory. You can uh, rub off on people and they can be touched by God and ministered, praise God. You can minister peace to them. You can minister the kingdom of God to them. You can minister joy to them, healing to them, blessing to them, a touch from God. Hallelujah. Breakthroughs. The anointing in you can destroy yokes of bondages in them. See, now creation's waiting for the sons of God to realize who they are and what they can do and what they got. Because if you've been born again and baptized in the Holy Ghost, you already got the goods. You know, the Bible said the Lord, when he went on a long journey, he gave them, his servants, his goods. Say, I got the goods. Hallelujah. Now we're just learning how to cooperate with God 
so that can operate manifest through us. Now, I'm going to read a scripture to you that we read the past few weeks, but it's a prophetic scripture about the end times, and it talks about gross spiritual and moral darkness covering this earth. Now, we looked at many of the signs of the times of the end, and we are in the end times. Israel will become a nation again. They'd get Jerusalem back again. These are signs that were predicted that took 2,000 years to come to pass, that there would be an increase of earthquakes, that there would be an increase of the roaring of the seas, that there would be uh, like the days of Lot in Sodom right before Jesus' coming. Uh, so we see all these things uh, beginning to happen and take place, plus many, many other signs. I'm not specifically teaching on the end times, but there are these signs. Now, in Isaiah 60, listen to what it says. Arise, shine, for light has come. So, you know, the Bible said in these last days, Daniel prophesied, knowledge will be increased in the end, at the end of time. How much has knowledge been increased in the past 50 years? <laughs> Tremendously. They learn more every year than they knew the past 50 years. See, knowledge is being increased, but the knowledge of the glory of God is, is being increased. There's another knowledge, a spiritual knowledge being increased. Something's happening in the kingdom of God. The Bible said our light is going to be brighter and brighter until that perfect day. So he said your light will come, knowledge will come. Hallelujah. The entrance of his words giveth light, the Bible says. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Think about that. The glory has risen. The glory that's there and might be dormant on the inside of you, it's going to rise up one of these days. As you learn this and pursue this and let God know you want to be a vessel fit for honor, fit for the master's use, and you want that glory to work through you and be upon you, hallelujah, it will rise upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, gross Spiritual, moral darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will be seen upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. The glory. Say the glory, glory. is seen upon me. And will be seen upon me. To a greater measure. He said, and the Gentiles, that's the heathen nations, will come to your light. They're going to come to the church one of these days. They put it down for a long time, but they're going to come to it. Because there's not going to be answers in this world. They may have thought they had all the answers, but that's changing fast. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Leaders are going to realize the church of the Lord Jesus Christ has the answer. Hallelujah. And it's been manifesting ever since uh, Israel became a nation, ever since uh, they won Jerusalem back for the most part in the Six-Day War. More people have been born again and filled with the Holy Ghost since then than almost in the past 2,000 years. Something's, ha something's happening. Something spiritual is happening. God is moving. The glory starting to manifest. I mean, you got people like Reinhard Bonnke having crusades and 
Five million people show up and two million give their hearts to the Lord. The glory of God is getting stirred up. Hallelujah. Sons of God are starting to manifest. And the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes and look round about. You know, that's what Jesus talked about when he talked to them about the harvest of souls. He said, lift up your eyes and look. He said, the fields are white already unto harvest. Hallelujah. Lift up your eyes round about and see. They will all gather themselves together. They will come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you will see and flow together in that glory. That glory will make us one. And your heart shall fear, reverence God. You'll say, man, God's working. Hallelujah. And your heart will be enlarged because the abundance of the sea, that's humanity, shall be converted unto you. And the, and the forces or the wealth of the Gentiles, the nations will flow in to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. There's about to be, you know, when God led Israel out of Egypt after 400 some years in bondage, the Bible said he led them forth with silver and gold and there was not one feeble among their tribes. That was the largest divine healing meeting ever. Every one of them got healed. That's a type of our exodus out of this world. The wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. Multitudes are going to come into the kingdom and bring their wealth into the kingdom. An abundance of the sea of humanity, that's what it's talking about. The sea of humanity is going to be converted. There's coming a mighty end time harvest. There's a scripture that says, thrust in the sickle for the harvest is ripe. And the husband waits for the early, that's the rain that fell in the beginning of the church, for the early and the latter rain, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So uh, the Bible reveals we are in the end time. Let me read you something from Second uh, Corinthians in uh, chapter 4 and verses 3 through 7 here. This is about the glory of God. It says, but if our gospel is concealed, it's hid to those who are lost. In whom the God, little g, that's talking about the devil who became the God of this world when Adam bowed his knees to him and obeyed him. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel, glory-filled gospel of Jesus Christ, who is the image of God, should shine into them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, our the Lord, and ourselves, your servants, for Jesus' sake. For the God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness. Remember he said the light is coming, the glory is coming? The God who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness has shined in our hearts. To give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God that shone through the face of of Jesus Christ. We're going to find out about that glory. That glory that flowed and shone through Jesus. And remember, even on the Mount of Transfiguration, he had human flesh. But on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter and John, when he went up there, he was talking to the Father, and his countenance was changed, and he shone like the sun in its strength. What was that? That's the light of that glory shining through human flesh. Now, in the book of Acts, Stephen, just a regular man, 
when they were persecuting him, the religious folk were persecuting him, and the Bible said his face shone like an angel. That's that glory, the same glory. Hallelujah. Same glory shown through other human flesh. Hallelujah. And he says, but we have this treasure. What? This glory treasure. He's talking about the glory and the glory-filled gospel. But we have this treasure in our earthen vessels that the excellency of power may originate with God and not with us. See, so I always remember where the supernatural powers come from. And if you invite, when you invite the glory, you invite the Lord. When the Bible said in him we live and move and have our being. The Bible said as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. The Bible says in Colossians 3, 4, when Christ who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Praise God. When, he, when his glory comes, see, and you, I want you to keep praying for his glory to come. He said in Zechariah 10, 1 about these end times, he said, ask ye of the Lord rain. That's the rain of his spirit, not natural rain. Ask ye of the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain and he will send bright clouds of glory. Ask him for the glory to come because in that glory is the gifts of the Spirit. In that glory is the voice of God. In that glory is the supernatural workings of heaven. Anything is possible when that glory manifests. Hallelujah. So you keep praying that the glory of God would manifest in our services. And that's what's going to draw people to the Lord is that glory. They're going to come, hear about the fact that, man, God's manifesting over at that church. His glory's manifesting over there. And people are, praise God, going to be drawn in by that glory. But we have to ask, ask ye of the Lord for these clouds of glory to come. See, God gave man dominion. He said, you got to pray as will be done on earth, even as it's done in heaven. Now, 1 John chapter 3, verse 1 and 2 says, uh, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Then it says, Beloved, now. Everybody say now. Now, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know when he appears we're going to be just like him. But you know, John later got a glimpse of him. After he wrote that, he saw his face shining like the sun, his feet like burning like brass in the furnace, his voice is the sound of many waters, his eyes like flames of fire. Praise God. He saw him in his glory. Hallelujah. And John fell down as one dead. Guess what? We're going to be just like him. That's what sons of glory and sons of God were originally created to be like, not this kind of flesh. This is the outward man perishing. This is a mortal body. But the Bible said, praise God, this mortal must soon put on immortality. And this, this Bible is sown in dishonor, but it will be raised in glory. You're about to get a body. The Bible said, uh, Philippians 3.21, he will change our vile bodies, corruptible mortal bodies, to be made like unto his glorified body. 
But in the meantime, he wants us to follow his example as a manifest son of God, praise God, and realize there's glory in us. And if we'll spend time with God, praise God, and, and, and ask God to, you know, to manifest his glory. See, now Jesus, it says, the first miracle he manifested forth, that glory. See, we have the glory in us, but what we need is it for, the, for it to be manifested. The glory to be manifested. And it can be. It's in you. Praise God. If it's not in you yet, you can get filled with the glory of God today. Hallelujah. The world needs to see manifest sons and daughters. Hallelujah. Because otherwise, we just kind of look like them. We're a little strange, a little peculiar. They wonder why we're so focused on God. That's because God's in us. But they don't know that. See, they think we went overboard on religion, but we didn't get religion. We got life. We got God's uncreated life imparted into us and God's spirit imparted into us. Praise God. But what we need is the manifestation of the glory. We, we shared, you know, this past week, God spoke out of the Lord, spoke out of that glory. God came down to Mount Sinai in that glory. He called the Moses out of that glory. He overthrew the Egyptians from that glory. Says he'll supply your needs according to the riches in glory. Hallelujah. We need to walk in manifest glory and you'll be a blessing magnet. That glory is like the Ark of the Covenant. You know, somebody took that Ark away from Israel, they brought it into their land and everything started prospering. Why? The glory. The glory of God. This is his creation. And what's good in, in this creation, not the evil, but what's good in this creation has come from God. And as that glory manifests in your life, you become a blessing magnet. You draw things to you that are good. And you start hearing the voice of God and understanding the supernatural because in that in his light, we see the light. In his glory, praise God, you just know certain things when that glory's manifest. You just know because you're in that glory and he's in that glory and there's a communication to you, with you, from him, from within that glory. The Bible said he spoke out of that glory. So what, what you need, what I need, is that glory to be made manifest. He did say, I gave it to you. He did manifest it himself. And you know, when he manifested the amount of glory that is available to you and I, out of all those great multitudes came from Tyre and Sidon, the sea coast and cities round about. The Bible said, and their power went out of them and healed every one of them. Do you realize really, and I mean, that happened to Peter in Acts chapter 5. They laid the sick and demon-possessed in the streets and laid people on death cots and deathbeds and, and diseased. And the Bible said that even the shadow of Peter passing by might touch them, and they were healed, every one. What was that? That was that glory manifest. That was that glory. They gave themselves to yielding over to the glory of God. Hallelujah. To the glory of God. So it says that... Uh, the Father has given us the glory. Let me read 2 Corinthians. I'm almost done, but let me read 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 4. We'll start with. And such trust we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything is of ourselves, 
but our sufficiency, our ability comes from God who also has made us ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit giveth life. See, the Spirit of glory and of God, the Spirit of life gives life to it all. See, when that glory manifests, then that word's going to become living words to you. And start producing. You know, the word is the seed, the spirit is the rain. You get the rain coming on the seed in the soil of your heart. Everything starts blossoming and blooming and growing and developing and things start happening. You're changed from glory to glory. But if the ministration of death written and engraved in stones, that's in those Ten Commandments, was glorious so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away. In other words, when Moses went up in the Old Testament and got those Ten Commandments from God, when he came down from the mountain, his face shone, and Israel was afraid. I mean, Moses was glowing. He's glowing in the dark. And they were afraid. But Paul is saying that glory was destined to pass away. He said, that was of the law. But then he says, how much shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious, more filled with glory? For if the ministration of condemnation has glory in it, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious had no glory in this respect by reason of the glory that excels. In other words, yeah, that glory, I mean, a lot of things happened back there in that glory. A lot of supernatural happened back there when that glory manifested. We see that uh, in the tabernacle, uh, the priests were all worshiping God and the glory manifested like a cloud and it knocked everyone down in the, in the whole temple. The Bible said they couldn't stand up by reason of the glory. That was there. Hallelujah. A lot of supernatural things happened. He said, but there's another glory. And it's this glory that excels. For if that which is done away was filled with glory, much more that which remains is glorious. Seeing then we have such hope, such expectation. Paul said we, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. He said when we're going through circumstances, he said, we rejoice in tribulations in what we're going through because we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, that the glory of God is going to deliver me. See, this supernatural power that can do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask or think according to this glory and power that is working in you. It can set you free. It can break yokes of bondage. It can overthrow the devil. It can do all kinds of things because it's the very atmosphere of heaven. It's the very glory of God Almighty. Just like you got his life, you got his glory. And this glory makes everything possible. Hallelujah. He said, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses who put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished because that glory was going to fade away. But their minds were blinded for until this day remains the same veil untaken away over their hearts and minds at the reading of the Old Testament which veil is done away in Christ. When you come to Christ, the veil is removed. You know the Lord in a real way. 
But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their Israel's heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. When the spirit of glory manifests, the Lord's manifest. He's in that glory. He's working in and through the spirit. By the spirit, he's omnipresent. David said, where shall I flee from your presence? Where shall I go from your spirit? If I go to the other side of the ocean, you're there. No matter where I go, if I go up in the heaven, there you are. His glory, his presence, his spirit. Hallelujah. Listen now. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, that's you and I, that have been born again, filled with the spirit, with open face, no veil over our face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. Look at the glory he operated in. Look at how Jesus walked when he was here. We behold the glory of the Lord. We are changed into the same image. Remember God made man in his image and likeness? And then man sinned and fell short of the glory of God? And now we see a world full of people doing evil, hatred, bitterness, lying, defrauding, cheating, raping, pillaging, doing all kinds of evil. That's reflecting the devil. But when you get born again, you get the life of God, the nature of God, the spirit of the glory back in you again. You're changed from glory to glory into the same image, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Look at all this talk about the glory of God in the new covenant. Because originally man was made to have the life of God in him and the glory of God in him. And man was made to walk in that cloud of glory and be in tune with God. He was made to have the supernatural gifts of God and operations of God in and through him. The kingdom of God was not meant to be in word only, but also in power. Praise God. And, and God really meant for us to walk in the supernatural. It's been a long time coming, but creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And God said, his light is about to come upon this earth to the body of Christ. The light of the knowledge of the glory of God is about to come, and with it, a greater manifestation of the glory of God. Ephesians, I'm going to close with this, Ephesians 3, verse 14. Paul said, For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is, is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Hallelujah. According to the riches, remember his riches in glory? According to his riches in this glory, that you would be strengthened by this glory. He goes on to say that Christ may live his life through you, and that he can do exceedingly abundantly above all you could ask or think according to that glory that's at work within you. Hallelujah. Pray for a greater manifestation of the glory in our church. Pray 
Because if, if that glory ever starts to manifest to a great degree, devil, that's all she wrote for you. 